0: Welcome to yet another action-packed episode of Got Fit in Japan. I am your host, Johnny, and this is episode number 481. And as you find folks know, Got Fit in Japan is about two dudes, booze, Japan, and the news. But uh, I'm dropping the ball. I'm making mistakes. This is terrible. There's no booze today because it's early in the morning, and I'm doing the Sober September Challenge. This is actually the 26th. Is this is The 26? 26th. 27. This is 27 days of absolutely no alcohol. I've been dry. I've been dry as my dead grandfather, who must be really dry. He's been dead for like 10 years. Oh, that's terrible. I'm sorry. But anyway, I am very dry because I've had zero alcohol, but I feel fantastic. Sober September challenge. I will defeat this challenge. Ugh, I'm crushing it and uh so there's no two dudes also because we're actually here with three people and no tom no sean no none of the other guys but i'm here with two special guests um marco angelo thank you very much for being on the show today thanks to you hi (laughs) it's a pleasure for me to be here Fantastic, awesome, Marco, and um, actually, Marco Angelo, there's two of you guys. So actually, please introduce yourself and uh, say what you do. All right, I know what you do, but they don't know.
1: Okay, I'm Marco Angelo. Uh huh. From Italy, I'm a guitar player from Italy, and uh, this is Carla, my keyboardist. Okay, and my sound engineer. Okay, and uh, we are here in Japan. And uh, to promote uh, our new album, "Stay Hooded," it's uh, it's the name
0: of the album. That's awesome, "Stay Hooded." All right, Carly, you gotta introduce yourself. So you're the keyboardist. Yes. And a sound engineer. Yes. What do you do? So how do, are you a sound engineer and a keyboardist at the same time?
2: Uh, because uh, when I start uh, started to ma- uh, when I met Marco. I think about uh, six or seven years ago Yeah uh, I uh, I started to collaborate with him as a uh, sound engineering Mm -hmm. and I help Marco with the show I make the show I make the sound and uh, I also help you with help Marco with uh, doing a lot of stuff Uh, after a few years uh, we are only a sound engineer. There is a switch. I I I said to Marco, Marco, um, can I do something more for uh, your show? Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I can play something, uh, and Marco said, Oh, that's that's really nice because uh, I really need a DJ to do to for to to make my. Um, um, to make my music better mm-hmm. and i say wow that was amazing i if you want I, I become your dj and that's why we are in that moment i think about the 2000 and uh, the 60s mm-hmm.
0: i become part of the group and uh i would be on the stage uh, every night wow that's awesome that's really cool wow so you started off as a sound engineer and then you worked your way up Wow, that's great. Actually, is that working your way up or working your way down? Because sound engineer, they get paid a lot of money.
2: <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah, but but I, you know, because I'm, I was born as an, an artist, because I'm mm-hmm. a guitar player. Uh-huh. And, and um, I'm, I'm, become some, I'm being sound engineer because I have a lot of passion of audio,
0: yeah.
2: of uh, home recording, mm-hmm. a lot of stuff. And I, I have studied a lot of... Um, uh, to school uh, I'd be able to be a sound engineer uh, but this was uh, this not my, my my call it's not my main passion my mm-hmm. main passion is being on the stage that's awesome so I prefer I I made myself on the stage
1: mm-hmm. the first time uh, this project uh, born uh, like a, a one-man band project uh, I was alone in the stage mm-hmm. and Carl uh, was uh, in front of me okay but uh, uh, i needed to change uh, something during uh, my first uh, japanese tour in 2017 17. i thought the stage uh, was bigger for uh, only one people so uh, I I took Carl uh, in the stage uh, with uh, his idea, with uh, his keyboard sounds, uh, and uh, that was a uh, great. We we had a great time in Japan, and uh, um, from that moment uh, we become a power duo band. That's
0: awesome. And you guys perform hardcore heavy metal?
1: Uh, we usually perform uh, uh, instrumental AV rock metal.
0: AV rock metal? Yes,
1: uh, AV rock metal with uh, mm-hmm. e- experiment, uh, experimental sounds
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and no
1: many styles. You, yeah,
0: you have a lot of effects in your in your performance and stuff. And. Actually, when I listened to your music, I, I figured, I, well, I didn't figure, I just knew it was like heavy metal, but I didn't know there's like AV heavy metal. AV, what does AV stand for? Like advanced yeah. videotronic? I don't know. I have we, no idea.
1: We use uh, the heavy words to describe an aggressive sound. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, stage presence is very important uh, for us, and um, the music... Uh, uh, during the, our performances, it's aggressive. Uh, yeah, with, I know uh, that. With uh, metal uh, and rock sounds. But um, we like to, to text uh, another type of sound do, during uh, our recording session, okay? Mm-hmm. But uh, we, we never play it uh, in live situation. We prefer to keep an aggressive uh, sounds during our performance.
0: No, you guys are extremely aggressive. I mean, your music is just, I mean, it rips, it cuts, it's hardcore. I fucking love it. And um, that's why I wanted to interview you, you know, and that's why I booked you guys because, I mean, it's just like you guys are just really on some next level shit when it comes to metal. I just didn't know there's a new name for this, AV metal. I mean, right now, I mean, for me, you know, I, I wish I had a time machine where I could go back and where music was kind of simpler. You know, you had punk, you had rock, you had heavy metal, and and then you had thrash metal, but then, you know, that was basically it. You know, that was easy. Now there's so many different kinds of metal, you know, and so many different kinds of rock. So it's, it's, for me, it's kind of hard. I'm, I guess I'm an old fart. (laughs) <laughs> I'm showing my age, <laughs> <laughs> yes. but yeah, I like it when things are simpler. But now that I know, I mean, it's very interesting. Who are your influences for this kind of music? I mean, you, I mean, you performed with so many amazing people. You guys performed with Michael Jackson's guitarist. You guys performed with um, what's the guy's name? Peter. He's the guy that started Mr. Big. Peter. Paul Gilbert. Paul Gilbert. Yeah, or... that, that's it. Yeah, you you guys performed with him. You guys you guys have performed with actually a lot of amazing artists yes yeah who, who are your influences for your kind of like heavy metal
1: um, I usually use it to listen many artists many bands I I don't love to to describe uh, my my sounds I usually say I play rock or metal okay um, mm-hmm I started to listen my first band uh, my favorite band was Nirvana
0: Nirvana uh, wow great uh,
1: my project uh, born from there really that that sound yeah that uh, um, I have um, I love that that sound uh, of uh, Nirvana with chorus and uh, there there is something of magic in in the nevermind album for example yes and uh, i i love uh, i love it so much uh, okay there's no guitar solos but it's not important it's the melody the the best important important thing and uh, that was the sound for me yes and the second time uh, i I started to listen uh, many guitar players uh, like Stevie Vai, mm-hmm. uh, Joe Satriani, uh, Paul Gilbert, uh, and uh, many more. Yes, mm-hmm.
0: that's awesome. That, I'm really shocked that you said that you said Nirvana uh, is what know, got I you know. started because you I know. know I would think it would be Stevie Vai or definitely Iron Maiden. You know, because when I hear your music, I'm like, okay, cool. Like Iron Maiden, and I love Maiden, right? Maiden rules 100%, right? My first, my first real heavy metal like cassette that I bought was Live After Death, and I bought it for the picture. And you know they say you can't judge a book by the cover, but when it comes to Iron Maiden, you really can. You're like, oh, this picture is awesome, and the music's awesome too. (laughs) (laughs) Right? So I I figured that. But when you said Nirvana, now I get it because of the rhythm and the melody, and that's something that you guys have. You know, that's part of the the magic of your music. So that's cool. That's really cool.
1: Because remember, uh, the music, uh, in my opinion, is melody. It's not only technique. The technique uh, comes uh, after the melody. Mm-hmm. The melody is the main important thing.
0: That's true. And uh,
1: Nirvana was able to create a very interesting melody using uh, only three notes.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: That, that was great for me.
0: What do you think of the Ramones?
2: Ramones are fantastic. Yeah? I love Ramones.
0: You love the Ramones? Yes. God, I love the Ramones too. The Ramones is like one of those bands that it doesn't matter how old I get, I'll still love them. Certain music's kinda, certain bands come and go in my life, you know? But like, bands like Nirvana and especially the Ramones will always be there. You know, I can always go back to them, you know? Driving music, cleaning, cooking music, fucking around art music and shit, yeah, you turn on the Ramones and fucking hey-ho, let's go, right? <laughs> yes. That's cool. That's really cool. Now, I want to talk to you. This is not your first tour in Japan. You guys came here, what, last year, two years ago?
1: This is the second tour.
0: Your second tour.
1: In Japan. The first tour was in 2017.
0: Okay, 17, two, yeah.
1: Two years ago. Uh-huh. Okay. We played uh, two uh, two great shows uh, in 2017, uh-huh. in Shinjuku ah, place, yeah. and uh, at the Meguro Live Station, mm-hmm. two powerful uh, and intensive shows uh, with a great, uh, super, fantastic audience. The uh, the clubs uh, was full of people. Yes, that was great time. That was. And this is uh, our second tour. It it started good. We we come from a great night last night in Yokohama at Basis. It's a a great live house, and we we are very very proud of this. We we meet we met many interesting very, very powerful and interesting bands uh, in these... you are tremendous bands,
2: uh, yes or no.
0: Yes, and the Japanese bands are really awesome, especially heavy awesome. metal Japanese, or Japanese heavy metal bands are really, really incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah right exactly. now there's a huge movement of heavy metal and punk rock here. Yeah, it's, it's just taking over, but it's all in the underground. You know, Japan's like huge with J-pop. But the underground music, I think, is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. It's only a matter of time before the major labels actually realize what the real people want to hear, you know. Yeah. Which is cool. And you guys are performing with these bands. Yes. How many venues are you playing at this tour? Uh, we play in uh, five venues. Five venues. Five venues. How many days? Um, five venues in five days. In five, five days. Five venues. Five, I mean, how many days are you going to be here? I'm sorry
2: um I, I uh, we are been here since uh um last year uh was Monday
0: huh
2: uh, we have to play um uh from the the 25 the 25th of of September uh-huh. till the 30 of the September
0: so you're here for seven days and you're performing at five venues yes. yes so pretty much almost every single day you're performing yes Absolutely. that's why you guys are a little quiet today huh <laughs> <laughs> okay I got a little bit tired a little tired oh man you have Machine. to play
1: from from Wednesday to Sunday
0: Wednesday yes. to Sunday yes hey man for some people that's a dream come true you know <laughs> I mean seriously oh, but yeah, that's yes, awesome
2: but the other side of, of the but the, the 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 good side the good side of this of this thing is that we play a lot uh-huh. we have a mo- lot of fun. The bad side of this thing we are, on on the morning we are fucking tired.
0: Uh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I Which is worse, the, the hangover or the jet lag?
2: Uh, I think the worst thing is the jet lag. The jet lag oh, because oh, yeah. the, the last the last two night we start to sleep at uh, four a.m. Uh. Uh-huh. It was uh, difficult to be to be to wake up early uh-huh. because uh we are here to play but we are love a japanese country uh-huh. we are to we are uh, we are to visit uh, uh the much as we can yeah we go to do our, we like uh, manga we like uh, video game we like anime uh-huh. so we like uh, to to see uh the, the full of the all, all the what now? We have to see what old Japanese country can
0: be offered to us. Oh my god, so it's like seven days of no sleeping. All day checking all the cool almost, stuff out. And
2: almost no sleeping.
0: Almost no sleeping. <laughs> oh man.
1: We, right. we destroyed the, the jet lag with a super party during the first night.
0: The fr- what's a super party? With, <laughs> what did you guys karaoke uh-huh.
1: do? Karaoke and beers
0: uh, at Gogo. No, absolutely dance a go-go no jet lag (laughs) no jet lag after the dance a (laughs) go-go i don't even know what dance a go-go is but (laughs) i love it that's great
1: if you have a jet lag Uh the best thing is go to the pub take a beer take another beer and take another beer till the morning
0: keep on drinking you know that works for me whenever I tour and go on vacations or whatever whenever I leave this country man yeah I drink a lot
1: I've not to drive so it's not a problem
0: (laughs) don't drive here you know the roads are too small here driving is crazy you know and the taxis are so convenient oh man so you have toured all over the world you've toured all over Europe you've toured all over North America you've toured in Japan what's the difference between the metal scenes in each region is it very similar or is it very different?
2: Hmm. The difference uh, between this, uh, shin, this Shin is uh, about uh, um, the quality of the band because uh, we in Japanese we have a lot of uh, uh, higher quality production band. Yeah. Yes. Because uh, even the, um, the smallest band or the unknown band uh, come here with a kick ass show. In the other side of, um, in, uh, for example, in, in England. Uh, is more raw everything was mm, they play a more raw music mm-hmm. there's there's no the a uh, production like this there's, mm-hmm. there's more uh, i think um, uh, more aggressive but uh, with less um, less uh, research of the sound less of um, um, arrangement uh, there are oh there are more raw Moral, moral things, and uh, the other difference is the look. Mm-hmm. The Japanese are uh, they are a, a really, really good look. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think they are a famous band because they a lot of, uh, they have a killer look. They have a killer, um, killer sound, and they have a killer skill. They, they, all this band are amazing on the stage. If you go to other other country or like Italy, uh, something missing, or you, you, you get a band a uh, good good looking band but they can't play, yeah. you know? yeah. or you, or you found the killer band with the killer performance, but they are a really really bad dressing or they can be they have a really bad stage presence. In Japanese, uh, all the band looks like professional for us. It's a uh, it's really really but it's really really good things we we, we saw something that uh, uh usually we saw on the on the biggest stage mm-hmm. but in a small bar it's a small venue and that that was a really really instri- interesting
0: yeah absolutely yeah that's one thing about japan they really know how to do things right here when it comes to music um my venue the venue that i run sometimes NAB. terrible name i know but um yeah like we have a really amazing sound engineer they're always like tuning and fine tuning like their speakers and stuff they're always having people come in and change things and mess with the lighting and the place is small the place is really small only holds like I would say maybe 80 people tops I mean we fill it up to 120 where it's just like where people just can't move anymore (laughs) and I love it when that happens (laughs) but the thing is it's just like everybody does everything right and they want to be right everybody's a perfectionist here you know and it's a great thing you know and um yeah, I, when I go to Germany, I, I've I've been to some live houses there, and they're great. But I don't think they have the sound. No, no. To co- to compare to Japan, I think here it's just uh, on a different level. Is it the same in, as in Italy? The sound engineers and uh, the studios and whatnot. Mm,
2: I think in Italy uh-huh. uh, we have. Um, it's different from the other country yes. yeah because uh, everyone can be a sound engineer you don't have to be in school to be a sound engineer yeah everybody um uh, uh, everybody comes to the to the venue yeah and say i want to be a sound engineer uh, and the venue said oh okay how much it will, uh, or how much it will be cost and, and the guy said ah i can here yeah, for uh, for a uh, cheap price mm-hmm. And it'd be on the... It'd be as soon as... So it'd be... Um, it'd be suited for the...
0: So basically, it's like being a DJ like 10 years ago. 10 yes. years ago, anybody could be a DJ. Yes. It's like, <laughs> I want to be a DJ. I've got CDs. And all of a sudden, they're at a nightclub, and they're just twisting knobs. They don't even know the knobs are twisting, but they're twisting knobs. They look cool, but, you know...
2: And, uh, that that's, that's was the point. That was Italy, the point. Italy, yeah. we have a... Uh, a really, really few venues, we have a great sound, uh-huh. good feelings, yeah. More, uh, the, the most of the venues in Italy are, um, we have a really, really poor sound, mm-hmm. and uh, this was bad, because uh, uh, the band uh, and, um, and the crowd uh, can, uh, can feel the music uh, yeah. as uh, uh, the, how the artist has imagined it.
0: Yeah, yeah. This
2: was uh, one of the, our big, biggest problem. But um, the good side
0: mm-hmm.
2: is uh, an artist as a, or a band have to be learn to be uh, some engineer by itself. Mm-hmm. So, um, and that was be uh, a great because uh, uh, a lot of band starting to a home studio to um, to do uh, to become a do-it-yourself machine
0: mm-hmm. DIY man, love it.
2: So in Italy we have a lot of DI mm-hmm. things, and that was the the good of the situation. And uh, another things we have a uh, in Italy we have a really really high class studio. Yeah, because we uh, we can find a uh, really really best uh, of studios, but uh, it's strange. But you you can find a good studio, but it's hard to find. A really really good sound engineer for live venues.
0: So the studios are better than the engineers. Oh a lot of them. <laughs> that's great. What about all right, what about the vibe, man? The most important thing is the vibe of the audience, the vibe of the crowd, you know? How much they love the bands and how much the bands love the audience, you know? And I think in Japan, especially Osaka, Osaka. Woo man, have you played Osaka? <laughs> no yet. Oh, oh man, you gotta play Osaka. Those people, the people, the audience, they just go crazy and they let you know. If you're doing a good job, you know. I mean, you could be playing like a slow song, and all of a sudden there's a mosh pit. And you're like, ah, they love this song. <laughs> <laughs> Crowd surfing. Wait a second, we even started yet, you know? But um, Osaka is great. Tokyo also is great. The crowds here are fantastic. How about the vibe and the feeling of the audience? You know, the the real the the the, the dirt of the scene in Italy. And which part of Italy are you guys from? Milan?
2: Oh, Venice. Ven- Venice. Oh.
0: Yes. Hey, if you have a sofa, I will visit you guys tomorrow. <laughs> I've always wanted to go there. Oh, man. So uh, what about the scene to get back to my question? Sorry. The audience uh,
1: in Italy is good. Yeah. But uh, you have to, to, to do more, more and more to, to get uh, um, an uh, audience um, answer. Okay in the same time uh, it's not uh, so easy to um, to get a good audience uh, if you don't have an uh, a clear idea okay mm-hmm. um, i think in japan
2: uh, it's a bit different no? yes uh, the, the japanese crowd are uh, the the strange thing about Japanese crowd, yeah. they are more uh, compost. Uh, they are more sti- sti- still in there. They are no.
0: They're not as excited until you really get groovy, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah that's that's Tokyo style. That's why Osaka is so awesome. Yeah.
2: Uh, I think the 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 best um, thing is is when uh, when I'm on the stage, mm-hmm. I I, I uh, look in the eyes. Mm-hmm. I want to clap in the end. They are they are responding immediately. Yeah, we are, and, and they really feel the, the music uh, like uh, no others, especially when you do a, a super solo, super guitar solo like Marco, or like you do something, you, you use a wild sound. Uh-huh. They, 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 you, uh, you see you, yeah. when you saw this in the crowd when you use a wild sound. They, they, it looks like uh, you have a, you melt you, you melt his brain.
0: That's great. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. You guys, so tonight you're gonna play, where tonight?
2: Uh, tonight
1: uh, we will play at Shinjuku Live Freak.
0: Oh, Live Freak? Live Freak. Oh, yeah. dude, Live Freak's a great venue. You're gonna love that place. That place has a lot of history and it always has a good vibe. Yeah, the audience is gonna be great. You're gonna, Actually, I'm impressed that you're playing there. I mean, I'm not impressed because no. you guys are so, you guys are legendary, but um, I'm very, very happy that you're playing at this venue. It's fantastic. Oh, cool, really? cool. Thank yeah, yeah. You're gonna love it. And tomorrow you're playing at Nob. And um, where are you playing after Nob? On sun- you're playing a gig on Sunday too, right?
1: Uh, yes. Uh, um, tomorrow at Nob. Yep. Shibuya. And um, we will play on Babel and the Rock Tower, on Tachikawa on Sunday.
0: Babylon, yes. awesome. Wow, dude. You're just lining them up and knocking them down. Great. One hell of a tour. You guys really did it right. Awesome, that's cool. And I w- before we move forward, I want to talk to you about your new CD. This is your third CD? Yes,
1: uh, this
0: is uh, our fourth. This is your fourth one? Yes. Okay, cool. And this is uh, Stay Hooded. Stay Hooded. And I'm going to talk to you about the hood in a second. I've got a lot of questions about the hood. <laughs> but, um, so Stay Hooded. So tell me, what's the difference between this and your other albums? Uh, and actually, let's turn this, this air kind of, can you push that big button right there, the big circle one? <laughs> <laughs> I'm worried about the sound. Actually, let's take a break. Let's take care of this. And then when we come back, let's talk about your new CD. Cool? Cool, cool. All right, let's do it. Mitsuya Liquors. Yo, what's up, faders? If you're in Asia, if you're in Japan, if you're in Tokyo, if you're in Asagaya, you better get down to Mitsuya Liquors. to New Zealand they got it all when I say they got it all they really seriously got it all there's no joke about that so get down to Mitchell Liquors and if you go in there and you say Got Fitted Japan you will be more than welcome to go into their back room and drink those beers that you just purchased that's right Got Fitted Japan at Mitchell Liquors and three times a week prints are about 2000 and each, about 20 bucks. but if you buy two, you get the third one for free. So come on down to thespiltink.com. Yo, and on top of that, I'm looking for commissioned work. So if there's something that you want me to do, I can make it for you. Just check out my stuff and see if you like my style. And if you like my style, I can definitely paint you anything on canvas, paper, whatever. I've done it all. So come on down to thespiltink.com. That is T H E S P I L T I N K dot com. The spilldink.com. Proper. If you're gonna get your Fade on, you gotta get your Fade on in style. And that's why I use Ghost Town Palmade. Ghost Town Pomade is the number one badass palmade, and I practice what I preach. When I leave this house, if I'm not wearing a hat, If I'm not wearing a lid, I'm wearing ghost town pomade in my hair. This stuff is amazing. It smells good. It looks good. And it feels good. Ghost town pomade, badass pomade. And let me tell you one thing, it comes in a lid. That's pretty badass. This whole world is so nerfed up these days. Everything is plastic and pink, but not ghost town pomade. This stuff is a man's pomade and it is hardcore it's so hardcore it's from oakland california oakland california that's right ghost town Palmade. get your feet on in style Pop-a. and we are back and by we i mean me because i am all by myself just podcasting Oh by myself again. And in one hand, I have the news. And in the other hand, I have my coffee. Mmm, I am totally crushing the Sober September challenge. Oh, my God. But uh, I can't wait for it to be over. Uh, oh, my God. October 1st. Oh, I'm coming for you. Oh, I can't wait for it. Okay. Oh, before we move any further, I really want to apologize for the sound of the interview. The sound was at 40% and the interview was at a million percent. That was a fantastic interview. Once again, thank you, Marco Angelo, for being on the show. You guys were amazing. Um, I'm very, very, very sad that the sound quality was kind of poor. And the reason why it was poor is because, well... They they were on time restraints. They had to do a sound check and some other stuff today. So I couldn't record the show in the Godfitted Japan studio. So I met them in a very small, tiny, grungy, dirty karaoke booth. And um, those are always fun. However, the booth that we had was really small. And uh, the microphone and all the equipment was kind of awkward on the table. And it was super hot in there. So we had to have the air conditioning on. I know excuses, excuses, excuses. In this world, everybody he's got an excuse for everything and uh, I guess I follow suit but um, yes I apologize for that the sound quality was uh but the interview itself was a million percent that was a glorious interview and without further ado let's read the news 390 kilograms of rice stolen from Niigata prefectural farm Uh, okay this story obviously took place in Niigata which is located in northern Japan Uh, About 390 kilograms of premium koshihikari rice have been stolen from a farm in Sanjo, Niigata. The rice which had been just harvested and was ready for shipment was stolen from a storage facility early Saturday morning. Sankai Shimbun reported, the value of the rice stolen is estimated at about 390,000 yen, which is about almost $4,000. According to the farmer who is in his 70s, oh, come on. You thieves, you stole from a 70-year-old man. Oh, my God. You know, if you're 70 years old, you're getting all the benefits of retirement. So this guy doesn't have to work. This guy doesn't have to work. This guy, the only reason why this guy works is because... He loves making premium rice. And Niigata is famous for one thing, premium rice. The best rice in Japan is from Niigata. In fact, here's a little tidbit for you faders. If you're in Japan or if you're visiting Japan and you want to buy great sake and you go into a liquor store and you see maybe 500 or a thousand bottles of sake and you're like, oh shit, which one do I get? Well, it's easy. You go in there and you say, excuse me, which one of these bottles is from Niigata? And then the guy will say, Well, this one's from Nigata, this one's from Nigata, and that one's from Nigata. What you do is you buy those bottles. Because if they're from Nigata, they have the best rice in the country. And if they're premium rice, ooh, 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 mm, it's the best sake in the world. So definitely just ask for Nigata sake, and you are golden. But stealing from an old man, that's like taking candy from a baby. Come on, thieves. The farmer noticed that 13 bags of rice were missing when he went to the storage facility at around 5.15 a.m. Saturday. Each bag weighs around 30 kilograms. The farmer told police he had locked the facility, Oh, that he had not locked the facility when he was there last at around 5.30 p.m. Oh, he forgot to lock the door. Oh man, that's a problem about being old. You forget things. Oh man, always lock the door. Always lock, lock all your doors. Jeez Louise. Oh, man. Well, this is a sad, sad story. Oh, God, Stealing candy from a baby. Oh, come on. You thieves. Shame on you. Hmm. Why would somebody steal all this rice? Why would somebody steal? Actually, if you think about it, stealing rice in Japan is kind of ridiculous because rice is everywhere. Every store you go to, well, every convenience store, every restaurant, everywhere you go, there's rice. You can get rice everywhere. So who would steal rice? A sushi chef? Eh, sorry, Hans, wrong answer. The answer is Craft Sake Company. I bet some kind of a pop-up sake company or a new sake company that really needs amazing rice, they did it. I would, you know, I would be in the lookout for any company that's bringing sake right now that's 100% new, that just opened up or just started or just got their business license or whatever. I would be looking at these guys because those are going to be the guys who steals premium rice. Premium rice equals premium sake, especially from Niigata. Those are the guys who stole this this rice. I guarantee it. I mean, geez, rice is cheap. Rice is super cheap. I mean, even homeless people don't even have to steal rice. Because, I mean, geez, you can get a rice ball for, like, what? 80 cents? 80 yen? 100 yen? It's ridiculous. All right, we know who did this. Okay, story number two. Diamonds, precious metals, valued at hundreds of millions of yen stolen from Tokyo residents. Diamonds and precious metals and jewelry, valued at several hundred million yen, were stolen Saturday from an apartment in Tokyo's Meguro Ward, police said Sunday. According to police, the apartment owner was out for the night and contacted police upon returning home and finding the front door had been forcibly opened by some sort of tool. I am assuming a hammer, or screwdriver, or, pff, God, crowbar, come on. Joni, think, think, use the noodle. I'm using the wrong noodle. <laughs> Police said street surveillance cameras' footage showed the four men going in and out and in and out of the ground floor entrance of the building and getting into a car parked nearby. Oh, man, these guys are so busted. They're going to find these guys in like two days because there are CCTV cameras all over Megro Ward. Actually, there's CCTV cameras everywhere absolutely everywhere when you think there's no cameras there's like a hundred cameras on you so you can't get away with this kind of a crime these guys are busted but why would they target this guy's place and steal diamonds and precious metals unless this guy's been posting Instagram photos of his bling bling bling. Maybe this guy is some kind of like a Japanese hip hop artist or up and coming hip hop artist. And maybe in every one of his Instagram photos, he's got all this like money and dollar dollar bill, y'all. And he's he's throwing that shit, making it rain, creaming all over the place and shit, dude. And then he's posting that shit. And maybe he posts where he lived. Maybe well, it's not hard to find out where somebody lives these days. I mean, if you got their Instagram, you got their Facebook, and if you got their Facebook, you got their address, you know where they live. Oh man, so. Faders, if you have anything of value, don't put it on the internet. Especially if you have precious metals and diamonds. Kind of a guy has diamonds. I mean, even when I had my my left ear pierced, it was cool to have a diamond earring. My diamond was fake. My diamond wasn't even fake. It was a fake of a fake of a fake. It was like glass. It was like a Coke bottle glass. (laughs) Oh, my God. Being poor sucked, but, you know, I got by. (laughs) Mm. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Or maybe... I don't know. That's probably it. It's probably a guy that's always flaunting his money and shit. Or maybe it's one of those assholes that fucking, they grew up poor and then once they get some kind of money, they, they always like flash it or they always talk about it. They always talk about their investments. I had a fucking boss when I used to work at the um, the sushi plant. Um, How could I give his name? His nickname was Nasty and then something else. Let's call him, I don't want to say his real name, Nasty Mashme. Let's call him Nasty Me. This guy would always talk about all the cool things he was buying or all the cool things he had or all the cool stocks he had. He would always be like, oh, mate. I just bought 400,000 shares of Apple, and I'm thinking about buying another 3,000 shares of Google. Yeah, my portfolio is really great. Or he would have this fucking, he couldn't, he can't speak Japanese, nasty mash me, he didn't know anything about the language, right? But he'd have like a a magazine, like a watch magazine, and then you would have big red circles on the watches that he wanted to buy and stuff, right? Which were like Rolexes or Omega watches or something. And he'd be like, hey, mate, what do you think of this watch right here? I'm I'm considering buying this watch. And I look at the watch I'm like what that's like a $10,000 what why I, I don't, you're my boss. I don't even like you. Nobody likes you. You've got the nickname Nasty Mash Me and you're, you're flaunting all your money and another time he would like, have money on his on his desk. He'd have like all these hundred or was hundred uh, dollar bill equivalents, ten thousand dollar, ten thousand yen bills on his desk and stuff in a stack and you know people come in and be like oh uh, so blah 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 and he'd talk to you and you just look over and you got. he's got the stack of money in his fucking desk. He would always flaunt his money. People that do that shit is fucking stupid. Don't flaunt what you got. Be a fucking... Don't even have anything. I'm, I'm more of a minimalist these days. The older I get, the less I want. That's the one thing about um, Steve Jobs that I really respect is his, his uh, idea of minimalism. Just having nothing, you know? I mean, not nothing, but I mean, just having... Just the bare necessities. I mean, how many cups do you need? How many pairs of jeans do you need? How much shit do you really fucking need? I mean, fucking my iPhone is old. My iPhone is really old, and I like it that way. I don't. I don't want the new iPhone. I don't. I, do I need the new iPhone? No, I'm not gonna spend money on that. I don't. I'm not gonna spend money on new stuff. Everything that I have right now is fine. It's old. If it's a little broken and it works, I am cool with it. I want to spend all my money on good times drinking good whiskey and good beers with good people. That's what I'm all about. Spend money with your friends. Oh man, have nothing, live life, enjoy. Cause when you die, you die with what? Your memories of good times. So make good times, don't buy shit. And don't be one of these assholes that flaunts all this shit. Nasty mash me. Can't believe not, I can't believe nobody robbed that guy. Everybody, like all the secretaries of the company would be like, oh he's so rich. He's such a rich man. He's thinking about buying a new car. He's gonna buy a new car, blah blah blah. I'm like, new car? Didn't he say he bought a new car like six months ago? Jesus Christ. This guy all he did was talk about the stuff he had or the stuff he's gonna buy. Don't be one of those people. Or or this is gonna happen to you. Somebody's gonna break into your house and steal all your shit. Man, this is a this is a Detroit style story. <laughs> Wow, actually, all these stories are fucking Detroit. This is like the Sticky Fingers news episode. Holy smokes. Here we go. Last story. <laughs> Wait a second. Oh, another sip of my coffee. God, I love coffee. All right, story number three. Bogus cop steals $7 million from bank account of 75-year-old woman. Oh, no a 75-year-old woman. Oh man, these guys have no souls. The thieves and common of this country have no soul of this not this country of the world have no souls. 75 years old, Jesus Christ. Okay, here we go. Kyoto. Police in Muko City, Kyoto Prefecture are searching for a man who claimed to be a police officer and convinced a 75-year-old woman to hand him her bank cash cards. Oh no! It gets worse. Oh, he then managed to withdraw seven million yen from her bank account before she found out he was not a policeman. Oh my God! Do you think he was wearing a police officer's uniform, or he just had a mustache? I don't know. She's seventy. She's seventy-five years old. Maybe he's wearing one of those. You know, Halloween is in a couple of weeks. Maybe he's wearing like a SWAT uniform or something. <laughs> Maybe it's like one of those shirts. It's like a normal black shirt and it just says FBI at the back or something. Oh God, this poor old lady. According to police, the incident occurred on September 12th, Fuji TV reported the man called the woman, uh, in one of those phone call crimes. Uh, the man called the woman who lives alone and said he was a police officer. Never, never trust anybody that comes knocking on your door or calls you asking for money or anything. He told her that, quote, one million yen had been withdrawn from her bank account, end quote. Shortly after the call, the man visited the woman and asked to see her ATM card. Oh, God, no, lady, don't do it. Don't do it. This is the part of the movie where you stand up and you say, no, don't do it. No, don't open the door. Don't open the door. She gave him an envelope containing three cash cards. When she wasn't looking, he swapped the envelope with another one containing one fake ATM card. The woman contacted police after her family pointed out that she had been a victim of fraud. 7 million yen had been withdrawn from her account by the time she contacted police. 7 million yen is the equivalent of about $70,000. Oh my god. That's, that's probably everything this lady had. Oh my God, that is horrible. Horrible. Don't steal from old people. In fact, don't, this is bad. This is horrible horrible karma for this guy if you steal that much money if you steal from an old person your karma is screwed your karma is so screwed dude you destroyed your bloodlines karma your kids are gonna have bad karma your grandkids your great-grandkids your whole family is gonna be oh god Ugh. so forget about stepping on a crack or black cats or any of that shit dude you are just screwed oh my god oh if they find this guy lock him up and throw away the key Oh, man. And old people, oh, my God. They're, they're a target of so many crimes here in Japan. It's it's really sad. But, um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the solution is. Do you know what the solution is? What's the solution? I don't know. I, what am I going to do when I'm 75 years old? If I make it to 75, I mean, knock on wood somewhere. Where's some wood? But, anyway. If I make it to 75, I plan to live with my kids. I'm going to be like the bad grandpa that lives with the kids or something. I don't know. Maybe they're going to be the bad kids that keeps me like locked up in the attic. Like the the book Flowers in the Attic. Oh my God. But that wouldn't be too bad. You know, if I'm up there with like maybe a sketchbook and some pencils or something. I mean, I love drawing and stuff. You know, I mean, I'd be ha- If I had beer, coffee and a sketchbook, I think I'm good to go. <laughs> I think that's all I need. If I'm 75 years old and my like, kids just make sure I'm fed. <laughs> and change the bedpan every so often. Whoa. Oh, man, that's all I need. And uh, that's it for the News Faders. Thank you very much for tuning into this episode of Got Faded Japan, this very, very special episode of Got Faded Japan. Definitely check out Marco Angelo. If you're alive on Earth, if you're not on Earth, if you're if you're an alien listening to this and in, in a UFO somewhere, definitely download his stuff. Get his stuff. He is fantastic. And at the very end of this podcast, in about 30 seconds, you're going to hear one of his amazing tracks. And without further ado... Peace.
2: I've got a government job to abuse and a lonely
0: wife to fuck. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Huh? God, the pressure! I can't
2: take
0: it! I can't take it! I can't stand to it! <laughs> you
2: sure I use me?
0: We're good! Games, we saw we kicked his ass. Your
1: move, creep. Oh, man, I will
0: never forgive your ass for this shit. This is some fucked up repugnant shit.
2: yeah fuck it, dude. Let's go bold.